Can we please have quiet on the set? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kings of the Rings podcast, where we keep wrestling royal exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. Because, you know, in life, you're always told that if you work hard, if you chip away, if you plug away, if you do your job, then your moment will come, and I am sick of waiting for my moment. Also joining me each and every week is the founder, Willie T, Will Tereshock. Well, The Rock knows exactly why you did what you did at WrestleMania, because Stone Cold, you know, deep down inside, in your heart, in your soul, one-on-one, face-to-face, man-to-man, you know damn well you can't beat The Rock. And finally, Joining us each and every week is the Queen Bee herself, the Kate Murphy. How does it feel that you were expecting a man to come out here? What you weren't expecting was the man. It's time for someone you to step up, step in, and fill your shoes. And there's only one person for that job. And I think these people would agree with me that that person is me. Together, We cover all things wrestling in and outside of the ring in the only way that we know how. So, without further ado, Behold the King, the King of Kings. Velveteen Dream. alive i can breathe i am back i'm ready to podcast and let's see wait they fired kyota ladies and gentlemen (laughs) welcome to kings of the rings podcast a long awaited episode number 193 i am now recovering from coronavirus king ricky rose your host and also your general manager of wrestle radio find me at ambassador biggs across all social media find kings of the rings podcast social media at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Like, share, subscribe. Listen to us each and every week by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio wherever you listen to all of your podcasts. And of course, follow Wrestle Addict Radio at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. I want to do a special shout out to all the people that took care of me during my 10 days of isolation. Everybody who's, uh, you know, kind of chimed in and called me to make sure that I was doing well. I am on the mend. I am doing pretty, I'm doing very well, and I'm doing well enough to obviously speak into a microphone back on a weekly basis. And with me this week and every week from now on, now that I'm back and, you know, have the ability to breathe again, is somebody that I didn't miss one bit. Will Tereshock, how are you? Oh, you didn't miss me, but I missed you a little bit. Uh, actually, I'm come, I'm a little glad I had a vacation for like two weeks. I had to do, I didn't have to watch Watch wrestling as fiercely, so I guess there's a bright side to everything. But no, it's good. It's good to have you back. And of course, it's me. It's me. It's Willie T. I was ready to take over the first chair again, but I guess that his services are no longer required. You can send all the hate mail to at Will Tarashik, Thomas, 
A-R-A-S-H-U-K. That's just kind of the talks of wrestling, guys. Bring the Bank is going to be on a building, and I have bets going who's going to fall off first. Who's going to fall off first? <laughs> Velveteen Dream, baby. Kate Murphy, how you doing? <laughs> this is my first episode of Kings of the Rings on this new little computer. Hooray. And it sucks. But... It is me, the Kate Murphy. You can find me on Instagram at the Kate at the Kate Murphy. You can find me on Twitter at the Kate Murphy underscore, and I have a TikTok at the Kate Murphy that I still have not posted on. Don't follow her TikTok at all. Follow her OnlyFans when it comes out. I don't need that OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, you're like rolling in dough. Thanks, New York State. Oh my God, I love it. It's bizarre. Like I was a broke barista two months ago, and now I, I can save money. I bought the Switch yesterday, so I can play Animal yeah, Crossing. Yeah, You are not saving money whatsoever. I'm doing actually okay saving money. I just, I've been like daydreaming about the, like playing the Switch. I got the yellow one because it's so bright and cheery. <laughs> you just want to play Animal Crossing like everybody I've else. Never, I'm this is the thing. I've never played Animal Crossing in my life. It just looks, have, it looks so cute. It's the Sims. I've never played The Sims. Wow. Okay. You just, you know what? Just walk outside for a little bit, Kate. <laughs> yeah, just, Kate, Kate, it's just, Kate with TR timeout again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you are back on timeout. <laughs> I just got out of timeout. <laughs> you, are, you are back on timeout. <laughs> That's like, wasn't that, didn't we do an episode once where we had like, we, we had to uh, pause Dave? Yeah, there was a few of those times. Pause? <laughs> he was pause? muted. We, made, we, we did a show called on Pause Me, bro. And, that might have been what like, it is. <laughs> we, and fucking Will was like, Dave, you're paused. And like paused. shut off his audio. <laughs> Yo, those are the days, bro. Those those were the days back when, you know, people were, you know, when we were just doing some stuff. But now we're almost close to episode 200. Um, we have missed a lot of wrestling collectively. We have a lot of shit to talk about. We're going to harp on some topics. We're going to speed through some topics. So get ready for a fun, furious, fast-paced return edition of Kings of the Rings podcast. So let's get right into it. The big, big story, um, as it is every time around this year, WrestleMania season has officially ended, and WWE has to kind of let go of some loose ends. However, it's been a little bit uh, more of an expansive firing and furlough, uh, well, firings and furloughs because of the pandemic going on around the world. So here's a list of people. Here's wrestlers, producers, uh, NXT coaches, announcers. Uh, Mike Kyoto got fired, which is crazy. I'm still sad. Have, uh, he, huh? I'm still sad about Mike Kyoto. I'm pissed about Mike Kyoto. Okay, uh, like on top of like legendary like referees, it goes Earl Hebner and like Mike Kyoto for me. Then then Tim White. The, Tim. Oh yes, Tim White, who who pretty much ended his career in Hell in a Cell because he had to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Nick Patrick's like a like a like an easy twenty seven for me. He's a shit on the list. Yeah, Little Nick Nate. Patrick could eat shit. <laughs> but here's a list of wrestlers that were fired from WWE: Rowan, Gallows and Anderson, Sarah Logan, EC3, Drake Maverick, who has a story which we will talk about later when we go to NXT, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, Mike and Maria Kanellis, and I'm gonna miss that theme song so much. Mm. Keith Slater, No Way Jose, Leo Rush, Ruru is in Rusev, Primo and Epico. Alone, fucking finally, <laughs> Diana. <laughs> waiting years. <laughs> yeah, so they. Diana, 
<laughs> Diana Perrazzo from NXT, Dan Matha from NXT, MJ Jenkins from NXT, uh, Alyssa Marino and Alexander Jackson. We were training in the Performance Center, but never saw really the light of day. And just recently, as of this recording, Kane Velasquez got fired um, from his uh, his one his match contract with <laughs> his, his one, one match, match contract. He signed the multi-year deal. Also, producers were furloughed. Um, the likes of Fit Finley, um, the Hurricane Shane Helms, Billy Kidman, Risco. Uh, Briscoe is released today. Released today. Who? Briscoe. Mm-hmm. Briscoe was released. It was Gerald, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Jerry, Gerald, whatever. <sighs> yeah. Um, Sean Davari was a producer. Scott Armstrong. Lance Storm was furloughed. Again, they fired Kyoto. Aiden English got fired um, from his announcing position, which I feel bad because Aiden English tried everything he could in, in WWE. Um, and most notably of the NXT coaches, there were three, but Serena Deeb was uh, let go. Serena Deeb, if you remember, was uh, the girl in CM Punk Straight Edge. Yeah. Yeah, she shaved Action. her head. Yeah, she That's shaved her head. She That's did shave she her really head, but she was, she, she was also in the May Young Classic uh, one of the years as well, uh, which was which was a good little comeback for her. So so let's go to you, Will. Who was the most surprising firing or furlough that you heard of? I mean, it's definitely Mike Kyoto. Um, but we we me we kind of covered me and Kate covered this really on Game Changer. If you want to go back and listen to that, but like real quick. Uh, the biggest surprise was definitely Mike Kyoto because, like, you never were, like a referee. Like, don't you kind of need those? <laughs> like, aren't those aren't those kind of important? <laughs> aren't they kind of essential workers, if you will? Um, no, but like, I mean, other than that, Rusev was also pretty surprising. But you know, a lot of these guys, like Rusev, want to be released for a while. The revival was also released um, a week before all the majors. Revival, revival was released before WrestleMania, so let let that one sink in. They didn't get that final paycheck. Um, but yeah, it's mainly it's mainly Rusev, uh, Rowan, and Mike Kyoto, and the club. I am personally appalled by that. By the club? Yeah. I mean, what a way to go, though! Like getting choke slammed off of like a barn. That's true. And pre- Your last and match with the Undertaker. Undertaker. Yeah, what a way to go! I'm I'm like I I I'm upset because they signed multi year deals. I'm sad about but- Southpaw Regional Wrestling. <sighs> No more Chad, too uh, bad. No more Tex Ferguson. <laughs> Very true. No I more rewatched Chad, all of Southpaw Regional Wrestling like two weeks ago. Because it's absolutely, it's mm-hmm. an amazing piece of media. It is, it is um, absolutely insane. Of, yeah. But of all the furloughs and firings, I mean, obviously furloughs, people are expected to be back and much the producers were furloughed just for budget cut reasons. So we expect all the producers to probably come back in some capacity when this is all over. Uh, but who was, but Kate, who was most likely to come back, do you think? In terms of talent? Um, that's a great question. Because I'm curious who would want to come back after this. But if I had to pick, I think the club is going to come back. And maybe Deanna Perrazzo later on. Did she have heat? Did she have the, well, that's one of the quick cyborg on Deanna Perrazzo. Did she, did she have heat backstage? Like, is there like a, I think like a bigger reason? Because wasn't she getting a push not long ago that it kind of <laughs> just went away? She kept losing on Raw. Like, they use her almost, like, as an enhancement yeah, talent. talent. Yeah, she's an enhancement talent. On NXT, she kind of was going to get a slight push. You know, but she's a pretty big name from the indies. Yeah. Um, 
I do believe Deanna Peraza will come back, like just on age alone. Deanna Peraza's twenty five. She's been in. She's been in NXT for at least two years, which means she was signed at twenty three. She's got a lot of wrestling ahead of her. Yeah, you know. Um, MJ Jenkins, I think, will come back. She's 29. Uh, Sarah Logan's 26. Will you have a shot if she wasn't married? Um, Don't mind so me. I think Sarah Logan will probably be back. Leo Rush is also 25. I think he'll get seasons somewhere down the road and make his way back. No way Jose is 31. He might be on the cusp of coming back. Um, but there's some other people who are a little bit old who I don't think will come back. Rowan's 38. Gallows is 36. Anderson's 40, which is crazy. EC3, for example, is 37. Trick Maverick's 37. Uh, no, nah, no. No, I don't think Mike Marie will come back at all. They, they're, you know, they've got Rusev's thirty-four, so Rusev might make a late career return. You never know. It's possible. Um, anything's possible in wrestling. Never say never. Anything's possible, but I, I'm begging on the people like Diana, Leo Rush, Sarah Logan, these people in their mid twenties who WWE signed when they were very, very young, train them up, and you know you can WWE can do a thing where you can release them, they can go get season somewhere else, and then just bring them back later. Yeah, WWE's notorious for doing that. Yeah, uh, Mike Kyoto. Range. Mike Kyoto will also be back. <laughs> I think so as well. I think it's just a circumstantial thing for my Kyoto. It's like, listen, um, we don't need that many refs right now. And we're kind of focusing on that women ref because history. Yay. There's two of them, actually. There's Aja and then there's a uh, rep Jester, both of them. Well, rep Jess is on SmackDown and Aja's on NXT. I totally did not know there were two of them. Yeah, Aja was a former member of the Skulk. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they snags her from, uh, from Evolve. Yeah, I'd take that gig. Are you kidding me? It's a great gig. <laughs> exactly. So shout out to them. And also real quick, which isn't even on our agenda, but I we do have to mention that probably the greatest announcer of all time, unfortunately, uh, passed away. Oh, the Fink? Yeah, the Fink. Howard Fink passed away uh, throughout all this. I do not believe it was coronavirus related. I no, think it was he, just was, he was in poor health anyway. Old age. Poor health and old age. Yeah, he died from um, being old. That's a good way to die. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to go. Uh, I miss his Fink. He's probably the best announcer ever. You know, his voice is iconic. So rest in peace to the Fink. Like one of the best pure announcers. He wasn't like a color commentator or anything, but as an announcer, he did his job so well. And everybody's tried to emulate him, especially his and new announcement. Whenever you had a new champion, that was like the soundtrack you wanted to hear. Yeah. The Fink says you're a champion. God damn it. You're a champion. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're a new champion, you were like, and that, that new was very just high pitched and uh, very profound. <laughs> WWF world. Yeah, you know, you know the rest. I can't do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But like, if you think about that and new, like even in UFC, they've tried to emulate it. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like Fink was, Fink was one of those, you know, innovators of his time. So rest in peace to the Fink. Um... And, and all of that good stuff. So let's moving on. So WWE fires people, but the show must still go on. And WWE has come up with a creative way to do their next pay-per-view, Money in the Bank. They are going to be doing it from their corporate headquarters. Um, and the Money in the Bank matches in particular 
are going to happen at the corporate headquarters where all the participants are going to be on the bottom floor. They have to quote unquote climb the corporate ladder, fight their way up to the roof where there is going to be a ring set up with ladders and the briefcases hanging from what I don't fucking know. <laughs> to to catch this, I for one think it is a an amazing and creative way of doing it especially when you add the fact that they're moving out of that tower anyways and creating a new headquarters like down the street <laughs> <Are> those trash <laughs> on our way out <laughs> <laughs> so i i, I think i think it's genius i think it's innovative and in times like this you gotta get creative with your with your matches and your talent kate what do you think about the money in the bank this year you know my first <laughs> i broke down laughing when i saw the poster on twitter she did. She texted really? me. Oh my god! So I wasn't watching when they announced that Money in the Bank was going to be on the roof, and that okay, I didn't. I wasn't watching. I was watching Drag Race, and then I go on Twitter and I just see climb the corporate ladder two days after you know forty fifty people get fired from the WWE. Yeah, and I laughed because I thought it was in poor taste. Like the wording is just horrible, but. It's going to be a cinematic disaster, and I'm really excited to watch it. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. It's going to be fun. You know what? Well, you know what this reminds me of? Remember the old Mortal Kombat games you had to do with Tower? That's my favorite mode on Mortal Kombat. I never played Mortal Kombat, but sure. Mortal Kombat's my favorite game. Yeah, I'm a terrible person. I know. I'm sorry. It's it's fine. It's okay. No one's perfect. Um, but it reminds you of the tower system where you have to literally go up different levels to finally make it to the top. Oh yeah, and yeah, the yeah. Balls- that 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 kind of game. Okay, now now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what it kind of reminds me of. It reminds me of kind of that like you got to make your way to the top. And you know what I'm and most who- excited for? Alistair Black is probably gonna win. <sighs> Who knows? Who knows what's going to win? I mean, I'm just excited to see where they go because, like, they can go into the the like the iconic WWE weight room that hasn't changed since the 1980s. Um, you can go into like the secretive merch closet that they have, Vince's office, Triple H's office, Stephanie's office. Like, the possibilities of what they might trash is endless. Dude, I want to see the men's match and the women's match happen at the exact same time. Because like they like say say the women go first and they trash and the building. Into each other? Like not even that, but like say like the, the men go for, like women go first and the men are on later or vice versa. Like the building's already trashed. Like do they, do they have different do they have different routes? Like how is this gonna work? Like this has I hate it written all over it. But but you know I'm not writing it off yet. I'm gonna give it a chance because no matter what, it's gonna be better than an empty arena in the performance center. So it's gonna be it's it's creative. I'm giving them the I, benefit I of the doubt because that's all I have left. They're trying. <laughs> Here's my thing. I wonder if we're gonna be allowed to use the elevator. <laughs> That's cheating. No way. It's, it's not cheating. You have to make your way to the top. That's I'm using an elevator. Bullshit. Exactly. That's something Kevin Owens would do. It is something yeah. Kevin Owens. Actually, I didn't, I, didn't want to, I didn't even think of that. He'd see everybody fighting and he'd just walk to the elevator and press <laughs> the button and go in. <laughs> But speaking of money in the bank, the contestants we have so far on the men's side, 
uh, Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Alistair Beck, uh, King Corbin, the winner of Otis versus Dolph, which is going to happen on SmackDown, and then now a new open slot because Apollo Crews, who they invested a lot of time in these past couple of weeks, is now injured. Um, on the women's side, we have Asuka, Shayna, a returning Nia Jax, who looks great because she just made her a dominant heel, which is what she was supposed to be the entire time. Uh, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and then I think it's going to be the winner of uh, Liv Morgan versus Carmella uh, this Friday as well. So, so probably Kate, Liv Morgan. Potentially. Um, not Liv Morgan. Um, no, it's uh, Mandy. Sorry, my Mandy. Mandy and Carmella. Same deal. It's not Carmella. <laughs> Carmella's not winning. <laughs> she already won like twice. Yeah. Um so so for you, Kate, who do you think is most likely to win the men and the women? Um, men's 100 percent Alistair Black is winning. It's happening. It's time. It's gonna be Alistair versus Drew at SummerSlam. It's happening. And I yeah. I need it. Actually, that would be a perfect ending if you think about it. Drew wins the match. Alistair comes out and black and just kicks him in the face to win the title. Uh-huh. That would be fan fucking tastic. What about the women, Kate? Um, I don't want any of them to win. <laughs> um, if Shayna doesn't win, it's a really missed opportunity. But at the same time, mm. I'm over Shayna and Becky. Um. <sighs> I guess it has to be someone from Raw. I'm not invested in the women's money in the bank at all this year. I'm just not. Well, Alistair's also from Raw, too. So you're saying like a Raw sweep of the money in the bank? They could. Yeah, they could do that. Yeah. Um, Will, what about you? SmackDown has Gronkowski. Like, they don't need it. Not anymore. The Bucks have Gronkowski. I'm thinking thinking Asuka for the women. Mm. um, Because... I think Kyrie Sane is not going to be at the company for that much longer. This, I think she is on her way out. Um, so an Oscarist needs something to kind of rejuvenize her singles run. And then when they were a tag team, they didn't use them as a tag team either. It was mainly Oscar's single run <laughs> with Kyrie Sane is kind of there. Um, I think Oscar mm. makes the most sense. Her just saying whatever the fuck she's saying in Japanese while holding a briefcase <laughs> would be really funny. Um, and I think it does her a good uh, a good service. Um, for the men's side, I hope Apollo Crews is literally injured. Otherwise, they can put this. No, it is it is confirmed that he is injured and cannot compete in Money in the Bank. Okay, that's not just a kayfabe injury; it's an actual real. That injury. would be disrespectful as fuck if that was a kayfabe injury. I don't. It seemed kayfabe, but then like it, they reported on their social media that he's not competing. But they'll report on social media, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, believe what you want, but as of right now, it it's, it appears that he is not competing. So right, but I'm he, saying he's it's, out. I, I, I'm, but he better be like legitimately injured, not just part of storyline. What? Because it would suck because they they literally have invested a lot in him. He's shown a he's shown a much greater character. That's, like, that's exactly he, what I mean. He, he he doesn't smile. He slaps people in the face like really hard. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Really hard. I was like, "Ow, rude." <laughs> yeah. So I I hope he gets in. But Zelina's pants, though, she wins Money in the Bank with those pants. <laughs> Zelina's heels that she was walking in are ridiculous. Oh but my her pants God. are amazing. I was, like, I was like, "Are you? I was like, are you wearing underwear?" I'm so confused. I was trying Did to figure Alistair it out. Prove this? I was trying to figure it out, and I still have no idea. 
it, it's a mystery kind of like evolution so will who do you have for, for the men um i have no idea honestly <laughs> Al, Al, alistair black makes sense because he's stoic but yeah. you know money in the bank is made for a heel which i say this every year um and i guess oscar's that heel even though bailey won last year as a baby face then turned heel the thought um but i'm gonna go alistair and oscar the two a's the two A's. For me, I think I would I would have loved it to be Apollo because that's just a skyrocket because they invested a lot in him. Um ugh. the men are hard because Debray doesn't need it. Ray doesn't really need it at this point in time. I think I'm gonna go with Alistair as my favorite. And for my women, I'm gonna go Lacey Evans. No. I Oh yes. Oh yes. As you know, as a quick and as effective Alistair Black's, you know, um fit uh black masses, Lacey Evans has a woman's right, which is just as equally effective. I think she wins. I think they take the title off Bailey and you create Sasha versus Bailey without the title. Cause does it really need it at this point? No. No, that's that's a fair uh Yeah, I could see that happening too. That's not a that's not a bad guess at all. Yeah, I, I think Lacey does it. Lacey's, they've, they've successfully made Lacey a baby face. Uh, her social media is amazing. She's gr- she's great for the company right now. So I think she gets the briefcase. And they they, they strapped the rocket to her. I want to see it to happen so I can see Dave pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, all right, I agree. That's fine. You know what? Because because Dave should have listened to us. I was like, look, Lacey's the future. She's like, no, she just walks around and does nothing. At the like, time, yeah. yeah. I'm not a yeah. fan of her, but like I get what her purpose is now. Mm-hmm. She is surprisingly she is. working as a baby face. I mean, I I think she's a little too white meat, a little cookie cutter for my personal taste. But she pulls it Sorry. off. She's a better heel, but she's not a terrible baby face. She's pretty good in the role she's been given. Yeah, yeah. I mean, her her character was made for the main for like Raw and SmackDown. It wasn't made for NXT. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm definitely she was just yeah all right so now we have our favorite but who's our dark horse who's like that person that might slip in and actually win as well the person who replaces apollo whoever that who is going to replace apollo austin at this point? theory baby no probably not but that'd be pretty cool it might Maybe, be austin it theory. Might, might i wouldn't be, one be surprised of if it's theory or garza i think it's i think theory has a better chance i'll die you'll die i'll die if austin theory like becomes a dark horse and wins a briefcase that's actually that's a total paul Heyman move it is but mm-hmm. he's been he's been <laughs> dropping out a lot which he should be right now um yeah he's he's kind of he's got he's, he's got a new shirt though he does does he's, he but right now he's kind of learning the yeah. ropes in wwe he's doing the he's doing the uh the jobs uh his he has got a big career in front of him plus he's fucking younger than me so he can go fuck himself <laughs> yeah that's true um my dark horse is pro- if he wins my dark horse is going to be otis i can see otis winning <laughs> i can see him getting kicked off the i was joking about it yesterday <laughs> what about otis winning yeah i was talking to my friend Rachel, but yo otis is gonna win <laughs> his ride along with mandy rose through philly is hysterical i've watched it along yeah they do yeah but they they do a ride along. It's Otis and Mandy of the Street Profits. Oh my goodness, yes. 
and like they they pretty much go from one side of philly to the other side of philly and it's ironic the hotel that they get picked up from is the same hotel i was at for a wedding back in october Ooh. <laughs> i was like i know that driveway how the turntables um, how the tables have turned have you have you never seen the office <laughs> No, I don't. Michael I don't Scott watch the does not know the turn, like how the tables have turned. So he goes, "How the turn tables?" Ah, I've learned something <laughs> new today. My dark horse in the women is obviously going to be Dana Brooke because I would be surprised if they give Dana anything. <laughs> I'm surprised she qualified. <laughs> me too. I am too, actually. Man texted me when it, Dana Brooke qualified. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> but if you think about it, Dana's also a young talent too. Dana's in her mid twenties. I believe she's only twenty five. She's terrible. She's that young? Yeah, Dana Brooke is really young. I thought Dana Brooke was like my age. Uh, I can check right now to be just, you know, just uh, for accuracy purposes. Uh, But she is um, my fault. I totally lied. I totally lied about that. She's not in her mid-20s. I fact check me. She's actually 31. She's my age. Ah. She is mine, but still, she's still young in her career. Yeah, she has time. I, I mean, just think it, don't think WWE's ever going to push it. Just, I mean, but think about all the time that she's had to learn and stuff. It's about time that now they start investing in her a little bit more. They should, but they won't. I mean, they gave her money in the bank. That's a, that's a nod of confidence. Yeah, money confidence I definitely don't major. have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Money in the Bank's your fifth major. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, so no, I think no that's doubt. a big thing. Yeah. Other things going on in Money in the Bank, we obviously have Drew versus Seth, which is oddly very good. Um, Seth makes it have... work, baby. I mean, let me just say that. <laughs> what? Seth makes it work. Seth's heel Seth has grown on me. Like, Messiah Seth has grown on me a lot. I hate him, but it's really good. <laughs> I like I think because you know what he just kept on getting more ridiculous because now he's wearing like a full black and white suit with a glove <laughs> and a man bun. <laughs> it's just like what do you Seth who dressed you this morning? <laughs> 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 Becky did not approve of this Seth. <laughs> oh my god! And then you have Braun versus Bray, which is also wildly intriguing as Bray, aka the Fiend, is kind of on this like. Bray's kind of on this run, Kate, where he's going after everybody that wronged him. It's amazing. I can't get him to get the title back. You think they're gonna? You think Braun's gonna drop? Oh, I don't yeah. want Bray to have <laughs> oh, the title yeah. again. hundred <laughs> percent, Braun. Yeah, it's like his first challenge is, dude. He dropped the IC title immediately. <laughs> All right, he wasn't I even supposed to be he was on the IC res- champ. Like he wasn't supposed to be on WrestleMania. Now that he has a belt, he wasn't supposed to have. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Fair. I, uh, who knows? I mean, it it would be good to continue that story, of Bray versus Braun, and you know, it would it would you know it would. He might not drop be, right it away. It might, might be a dusty finish, but he's dropping that belt to Bray Wyatt like immediately. <sighs> That's stupid. I mean, it it would in either way it makes sense. Either Braun overcomes Bray from his past, or Bray vanquishes his past and get, becomes champion again. Either way, it works. I just don't care about Bray as a champion. I'm more interested when he's pursuing people, not for a title. 
Well, I mean, if you think about it, that background in the Firefly Funhouse is getting a lot bigger as he's just mm-hmm. Xing people off. So it would make sense if Braun becomes one of those people on the on the background. But who knows? Um, moving along, other things going on. Uh, is Zelina the best manager in wrestling right now? Yeah, uh, she's like one of the only rest- managers in wrestling right now. Then Jake the Snake, who's <laughs> <laughs> like, like not really he's on just, TV. Jake the Snake is just, just promos. He's just gravelly voice in the back, and it's magnificent. <laughs> I don't know why we haven't named Zelina's faction. We have Angel Garza, Andrade, and then random white guy Austin. Theory. Oh, Matt Men named the best. So it's their AAA. <laughs> Wow. Wow. I did not. Wow. That's amazing. Right. And because they're all Hispanic. (laughs) Except for Austin Theory. Well, yeah, but, (laughs) you know, Tahiri. (laughs) Wow. That that was actually really good. Yeah. No, I I will not take credit for that ever. That's the strict. That's Andrew Zary in front of the show. Well, that's you know what thank you thank you Zara. we need to get him back on the show um we were gonna get him on but then you know kind of you know things went to shit with the pandemic uh so moving along we also have still the feel-good story otis and mandy um are kind of a thing on tv and you had the crazy a couple weeks ago sonia deville's lashing out at mandy rose which i thought was impressive what did you think about it kate oh sorry kate um I don't really remember. Will. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler was in the back going, oh, that's how you get an Oscar. Because Sonia Deville cut the promo of her life. And I was immediately interested in Sonia Deville. And I never thought I would ever say that ever. Um, because I I think she's incredibly talented, just in general. But that promo was just... Woo. Ice cold. It was amazing. It was it was a half shoot. Like it was it was very just it was very um believable. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Believable. Very, very believable how she was like, I've always had to sit to the side because you are always the hot blonde and everything. She's like, I gave up my money in the bank. Uh, position for you you know always sat on the sideline for you i was like wow this is probably true because corporate probably made her sit on the sideline yeah thousand percent you know so it's it was so good and i really hope this leads to more sonia deville and more of her wrestling because she's been the sidekick for so long and they've been like you said well they've been hiding her talents for so long that she needs to start breaking out. And I wish she was actually in Money in the Bank and not Mandy, but Mandy's still the golden child. You know, wrestling. I think um, Sonya will start heading towards the title picture by like Survivor Series, I think. As well, she should. She, the only problem that's holding her back is Dolph. <laughs> yeah, right. You get to get the kiss of death on you. Yeah, if if she can get past Dolph, I think if she can survive the Dolph Ziggler thing, she'll be fine. I mean, Baron Corbin survived the Dolph Ziggler thing. It took him a while and the loss of a briefcase, but he made it. Um, So we'll we'll see how that goes. Moving along, uh, the SmackDown tag team division is surprisingly just blown up. You have Miz and Morrison, the Usos, um, the New Day, who regained the SmackDown tag team titles in a in a random roundabout way, and you have these sons that people forgot about that just joined SmackDown that no one cares, and we won't I even mention them. I still don't care. 
Dude, Biggie <laughs> rolling on the floor eight times, eight times, I think was the greatest thing I've seen in the past like, eight weeks. <laughs> Biggie's out of his mind, especially if you listen to the New Day podcast. He's ridiculous. By the way, Biggie's real name, Etor. What? Yeah. Yeah, Etor. <laughs> his, Biggie's real name is Etor. I did not know that. I learned something yeah, new today. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Etor. So I, I'd call him Big E too. <laughs> so Big Etor. Um, d- <laughs> yeah, Etor. So WWE came out with a, a, a writer for dot com came out with a very interesting article. I don't know if anybody saw it. I don't know if you you probably didn't see it well, but this this writer came out with the article saying that the New Day is the greatest faction of all time mm. and his his argument just listen out his arguments were uh based on all of the accolades uh based on you know their, their execution of the freebird rule based on the fact that they've never changed members based on the fact that they've never broken up and they've stayed on top for so long makes them you know a, a one of the one of the greatest, if not the greatest factions of all time, in comparison to factions like The Shield, who continually broke up, DX, who kept on switching members, NWO, who, you know, just started just branching off from each other. Um, and that was his argument. So what do you think about that? I can't argue any of that, honestly. I, I can't. He makes, those are all very valid points. When it comes, maybe in hindsight, they will be, but... You know, this the nostalgia of all those other factions, even like the four horsemen, it's it's yeah, it's very it's very hard to say they're better than all those factions. But they're definitely the most consistent. Yeah. You know, they've been on yeah, they, they, they have been on top for that long. Like they definitely have their place in the top five, but to say they're the best of all time, personally, I'm not ready to go there yet, but I understand and I can't really argue. If you if you say and think they are, I, I can't prove you wrong. Yeah, no, it it is really hard, especially since Kofi Kingston has surpassed a thousand days as tag team champion. Yeah, the ac- like the combined. accolades are all there. The accolades is a hundred on paper. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think he's completely. Whoever wrote that is completely correct. Yeah, no, it it it's crazy just to think about. The unit have been around for like I think almost six years now, six seven years. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about like, right. Absolutely amazing. I think they you know, will the be only, the greatest faction of all time, just not yet. I think uh, I think the only person that could rival them at this moment is probably Undisputed. But we got to see how they no, do on Raw and SmackDown no whenever, they, whenever they go, if they keep them together. If you think about it, Undisputed had all the gold in in one realm of WWE. That's true. I think they That's also need more deal. time together no they do need, they do the undisputed definitely do need more time um but that's somebody who i think might rival new day down the road when it's all said and done pending they keep them together well you know one mm-hmm. thing i can say against the new day is that you know they were they as a group the new day were never the main event fair like kofi kofi was but that wasn't a new day thing that was a strictly kofi kingston thing like they, they kind of they, they kind of made the new day thing, but I get what you're saying. They they were never the headliner. They were never the main event. Did they did they ever really draw money, or were they just part? Like were were they ever the most important thing on the show, or were they just on the show? I, they I made think the they show. Were drawing, 
their merch was insane. I don't know if they were ever top merch getters, but I know they always had new merch. It's always a good sign that they're that their sales are doing well. Um, but I don't think I I think to your point, I don't think they've ever been like the show that they had to carry. Yeah. They've been I I think they've been part of a show that they've helped move along. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. They were just they were just never that's the one thing they're missing is this that main event. Because like NWO was the main event for too long. DX was the main event. Um, Four Horsemen was always the main event. New Day, Undisputed is the main event. New Day is just, they're the New Day. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're the feel-good guys, but they never, it's one of those things where they have to kind of switch. I think they need to do a switch and to prevent to be taken a little bit more seriously. And then they get that main event push, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something of that nature, they, but they, we'll see. They kind of have a stink of being a like, a like a joke on them, even though they're not a joke. They're just a, they're funny, but they're not a joke. Yeah, and I think there, there needs to be a differentiation to that in their character, which we haven't seen yet. We, the closest we saw to it was the Kofi run. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so the next thing going on on the docket, Kate. I want to bring this to you. They've started been they've started showing a bunch of Jeff Hardy vignettes and comebacks. Kate, is this necessary? No. Not at all. <laughs> they gotta fill time, babe. Exactly. Like, they've done... And again, and I've been, I have not... I've been, like, very much dipping in and out of wrestling the last couple weeks, so, like, I'm not totally paying attention. I'm usually, like, smoking and watching wrestling and half awake. So... <laughs> Jeff Hardy's had three weeks now of vignettes chronicling his what whole career. This week I didn't even pay attention. It's like I heard weeks. It's pretty three. much all the stuff from twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay, here's twenty four. This is this is literally a situation where WWE needs to know their audience and know who's watching. Everyone who's watching SmackDown right now, every single person watching knows who Jeff Hardy is. <laughs> yeah. <Exactly>. Everyone. <laughs> right. Like you're not you're not pulling the casual viewer right now. No, not at all. This is not the time for someone to just start watching wrestling. Right? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, if I had children right now, this wouldn't, if I wanted to introduce them to wrestling, I would not put the Monday and, one, and Wednesdays on. No. I'd be like, you're going to watch the network. You're going to watch old shit until, like, wrestling comes back. Yeah. You're going to learn your history, damn it. Yeah. You're going to watch six hours of Triple H matches. <laughs> you know i keep hearing a rumor that triple h is gonna win money in the bank and he's gonna be the no, mis- that's that's something that's something fret said and i do not believe that no whatsoever. i've seen it outside of frets no no i'm not even i'm not even gonna entertain <laughs> that about triple h okay but could you not imagine even entertain it oh my i i mean i would love to see wrestling twitter explode again but but i don't foresee it happening there's too much good talent on there for triple h to just go and steal it from speaking of which triple h has been wrestling apparently for 25 years i didn't realize Um, it's been 25 years already and they've been showing a lot of vignettes he's got his own little special triple h championship belt on the shop uh there's triple h 25 merchandise out and Shawn michaels came out on smackdown and roasted him can we talk about this is the only part of smackdown i did pay like close attention to was this whole segment fucking yeah. smackdown well, did you watch and- this by it, the way i thought it was dumb fucking so smackdown it, it ended wonky. with vince shutting the lights off on them like what the fuck 
<laughs> yeah, no, the the Vince part was weird because he was rambling, but it was like he was trying to be funny, but, but he, he wasn't, wasn't funny. funny. Vince, Vince wasn't speaking English, right? I think Vince has coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> that's not one. That's not one of his symptoms. Well, trust At one me, point, he's like, he's like, he's like, I, I wish I could come down there and give you a big hug. He goes, and Sean, we could do the elbow thing. I'm like, what? <laughs> I feel like that's how Vince really is in meetings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know uh, I loved Shawn Michaels' part where he showed Triple H all of Triple H's losses at WrestleMania. That was amazing. <laughs> that was hilarious. And they mentioned Katie Vick three too many times. Yeah, that was, it's, it started getting awkward after a while. Especially when Vince was like, I, I, I remember you, Triple H, my son-in-law, all naked in a casket. I was like, that's, no. We don't need to hear that. <laughs> We don't I, need to hear about it at all. I hate wrestling. It was one. It was one of those things that, like, if you showed that to like a, a non wrestling fan, they'd be like, "Why the hell did you show this to me?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what would happen. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those things that were kind of entertaining. Like I, like I said, I love when Sean came out and totally just showed Triple H's losing record at WrestleMania, and they just did a countdown of it. <laughs> yeah, it was a little, it was a little silly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Sean and Triple H for you. Yeah, that, you know, that was hundred percent. This their comedy. Yeah, it was just doing what. And then what was it? Didn't they? That's right. They had Triple H. They had people FaceTime at the yes, same time. I thought that was, was funny FaceTiming too. FaceTiming with Stephanie in the middle of the ring. <laughs> yeah, and Stephanie. <laughs> it was so awkward. Rick Flair and Road no, Dogs. Stephanie's was funny because she was like, "Is Sean making fun of me?" And Triple H's like, "No, no, no!" I was like, "No, I'm watching the show. He's making fun of me right now, isn't he?" <laughs> and then she called him. She called him lazy item, and Triple H hung up the phone. Yeah, the lazy. I was like, "Damn, Steph, you got some pent aggression in there, girl." <laughs> But on a serious note, congratulations to Triple H for 25 years. He's probably had the most unique career out of anybody in wrestling. Like, he got away with banging the boss's daughter. Literally. Dude, what yeah. a smooth <laughs> criminal. Literally, Triple H is a motherfucking smooth criminal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like, he should have been fired years ago, especially after the curtain call when he screwed up kayfabe. Yeah. Well, and he you know. he stuck around, and then he he got a he got a storyline with the boss's daughter, and he actually made her fall in love with him. Someone had to do and it, and then he and then he literally climbed the corporate ladder, and is now pretty much the head of the company, or he's head of talent relations and global acquisition. <laughs> what a lucky son Fucking of a bitch! Bonkers, dude. <laughs> it is bonkers. His career is his career is absolutely insane, but only you know, in wrestling. No, only in yeah, only in wrestling, you know. And, this, and don't forget, this man created NXT. Speaking of which, let's move over to the yellow brand. Um, they had a series of takeover matches in the uh, last upcoming weeks, which we had specifically um, of the actual takeover matches that were supposed to be on the docket. Um, we had the North American Triple Threat, which is a couple of weeks ago, the Women's Ladder Match, and Gargano versus Ciampa. Will, did you watch any of these takeover matches? I did. I watched all of them. Um, what was your favorite? Favorite one, probably triple threat. The North American yeah, triple it's threat. The only one I can really remember, to be honest. <laughs> it's just a bunch of giant men just flying around the ring, which I thought was amazing. Everything a growing boy needs. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. As I, as I think as AJ, as AJ Skywalker said, a lot of meat slapping in that one. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> That's too accurate. <laughs> it's very accurate. Kate, what was your favorite takeover match out of those three? I would agree with Will, the North American triple threat match. I enjoyed the North American triple threat. I thought the women's ladder match was very well executed. Um, the spots were great for the women's ladder match. It was very just it became a demolition derby at the end, which was the idea. But for me, Gargano and Ciampa was a masterpiece. Um, it was, I mean, from it was semi-cinematic. It was literally in an empty arena, like Triple H said. Um, they wrestled everywhere and even wrestled outside. And I think the best part about it was there was no commentary. Yeah, that that definitely did them a favor. Um, I think it, I think it went on too long. It took too long. I lost there interest. No co- there was no commentary. There was no music. I it did drag on, and then Candace came in. I was like, "This is interesting." And then she was like, "I hate my husband. I hate my husband." And now finished the job, and she kicked him in the nuts. I was oh, like, I was cheering. That's like that was unnecessary. That was unnecessary. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, Candace heel turn. What? Which is really funny because I think that's how they were going to play it out if Takeover actually happened, or if they or if they did it on Mania. And then she came back and kicked Chop in the balls, and Johnny Gargano was wearing a cup. Um. And Johnny wins, which is fantastic. And then I don't know if you guys noticed, but did you see when Candace was dragging Johnny to the car? And they and they passed by a black car with two people in it. Did anybody notice that? I, when I didn't. I didn't, but I heard about it. Yeah, there were two people watching them in the car who happened to be Killer Cross and apparently Scarlett Bordeaux, who is um, aligned with Killer Cross. Killer Cross came and is now uh, the next week attacked Ciampa, and he's doing promos with Scarlett Bordeaux, which I'm very excited for. Uh, maybe Scarlett Bordeaux will have clothes on <laughs> by the time she actually gets on camera for real, for real. But no one knows it's Scarlett Bordeaux. She's like the, she's like the mega Kelly Kelly of her time at this moment. Nice. Um, but I, I'm very interested to see what, what Killer Cross does because he's pretty much becoming this apocalyptic Mad Max type of character with like a vixen um, next to him in Scarlet Bordeaux. Kate, okay, what do you think about the Killer Cross attacks? I'm not invested yet. Really? Not yet. Who does Killer Cross need to take out for you to be invested? It's it's not a matter of that. I'm just checked out of wrestling. It has nothing to do with what I just checked out. Fair. Fair enough. Speaking of checking out or checking in, Charlotte has officially debuted in NXT, and she cut a killer promo, which pretty much solidified why she won, and it made all the sense in the world, and now she's going after uh, different people. Uh, she she uh, effectively called out Mia Yim. That's going to be so good who apparently Mia Yim was Charlotte's first match in NXT. And if you can find it on the network, bless your soul, because Mia Yim looks completely different. Yeah, um, way totally. Back, <laughs> way back when. Um, but, Will, what are your thoughts on Charlotte so far in NXT? She's doing exactly what she needs to do. Um, she's literally just being that um, the, the, the torchbearer. Come get it. Yeah. And I think she's going to make everybody in that division better. 
Calling out Mia Yim was very interesting. I'm wondering if she was told to say that or if she wanted to say that. I think it was a little bit of both. I mm. think they gave I think they gave Charlotte like an open an open and a, a clear canvas, and I was like, "What do you want to do?" I can yeah, see she, that. You know, she's earned that by now. Yeah, they're Sh- just like, "What do I do? Who do you want to fight first? Like, who? Like, you know, we'll give you a couple of people that you of your choice. Who you got? Yeah, who you got? <laughs> when we get there, Charlotte and EO is going to be outstanding. That and is I'm EO's dream match, apparently. I'm Did excited for that too. You said street match? No, it's EO's dream match, apparently, according to all the announcers. Oh, I got really excited. Like street match? Ooh. No, not street match. By the way, very, very happy that Mar Ranallo was calling the takeover matches, or at least the women's ladder match. Yeah. I was very happy that they brought Mauro back for that one thing. Um and I don't, I don't think we've seen Mauro again, which is unfortunate. They keep on inter- interchanging the announcers. I just Probably just for travel issues and everything. Yeah, uh, AEW is doing the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which we'll talk about that um, in, a, in a little bit longer, probably after our break. But let's finish up some NXT stuff real quick. Um, Adam Cole and the Velveteen Dream are on some sort of collision course. Whoever, who knows when that's going to happen. But more importantly, uh, there was an apparent incident with the Dream on social media where some an individual who went on reddit acute who apparently is uh underage female accused the dream of being in their dms and sending an explicit photo so kate what do we know about this um from what i understand dreams i guess icloud a ha- uh, phone whatever was hacked because the picture is him is is of him but Dude, he, he didn't opened his, he opened his dms <laughs> like <laughs> Allegedly, he, he made he put out he, a tweet that says my DMs are open. Yeah, he opened his DMs and he had sent out a dick pic to someone at some point in time, but somehow they got into his phone. They took the picture, and they and then these underage girls said that he, you know, was asking them for nudes and sent one back. This is why I don't trust Apple. For anything. Hey, man, this is what I, I say know. when people say kayfabe's dead. I'm like, no, 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 look at the Velveteen Dream. He's keeping kayfabe well alive. This is exactly something his character would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I, I really I really wish they could probably, they're not going to turn the storyline because it's way too controversial at the no, moment. No, fuck but, no. What, are you out of your mind? <laughs> but no, I just, I just want him to say the Dream has no memory of that and walk away. Oh, that well, he made savvy. it. He released a statement. Yeah, he did release a statement that he was hacked, and I, I totally believe it was hacked. I mean, when Charlotte's nudes got leaked, she was also hacked as well. Yeah, but that wasn't to a minor. We don't know that yet. We just know there were photos. But yeah. whoever did hack with Dream did take advantage of stuff and, and you know, obviously hacked his Instagram, too. So it is it's kind of fucked up. But hopefully this doesn't stop the Dream's momentum. I mean, we haven't heard about it since like the initial accusation came out so who knows what's going to happen him and adam cole thing is interesting i was interested to see velveteen versus balor but apparently balor disappeared yeah but i'm bummed <laughs> like i, I said know. i'm not like i'm not really following wrestling i'm like really checked out that was like, the only things i cared about <laughs> Yeah, Balor disappeared, and we also have a couple of luchadors that are disappearing as well. So my question is, who's kidnapping all the NXT people? Uh, Roro. It's me. 
Sorry, specifically the specifically the luchadors which is really funny um but i don't know because uh who is it they almost got phantasma which we'll talk about phantasma in a second uh they took they they took um crap raul mendoza was kidnapped them and someone else was kidnapped but it's fine i find it very weird maybe they're doing their own version of a dark order and it's just all luchadors oh it's vince mcmahon he's gonna release all of them <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna take him to a beach and tell them to walk until they feel water and drive away Yay. walk until you hit water <laughs> that's what it is uh speaking of more depressing things for kate murphy we have a bunch of interim championships uh or, or championship interim championship tournaments that are happening specifically with the cruiserweight title because of uh, the ace the irish ace jordan devlin is stuck in ireland um, and this is fucking go- bullshit <laughs> <laughs> can't go anywhere so we have to name an interim champion and this is just wwe's way of doing another cruiserweight classic without calling it the cruiserweight classic um we're doing it in kind of a, a world cup format where it's different groups and the best records from the, from the groups will come out and face each other uh so there's two groups group a and group b we have in group a kushida tony nice um jake atlas who is very interesting newer signee uh uh one of the f- uh, he's openly gay and he's a proud member of the LGBT and supportive of the LGBTQ community. Uh, he was signed in the like 2019-ish, so he's very new, but also very talented. And we also have Drake Maverick in Group A, um, which we'll talk about. In Group B, we have Isaiah Swerve Scott, Tozawa, uh, Jack Gallagher, who's pretty much a tattooed monster at the moment. What yeah, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, that came out of nowhere. I love it. <laughs> and then you also have um, El, Hijo, El Hijo del Fantasma, which means the son of the phantom. Uh, uh, he is he is from obviously a luchador from Mexico. Um, he's uh, he's wrestled in CMLL, Triple uh, A. Um, he was in Lucha Underground as King Cuerno. Which you might know him from, Will, because I know really? you watch a lot of Lucha. That's who he is. <laughs> That's King Cuerno. Yes. Oh, now I care um, about him. and a fun fact his dad is the head of mexico city's boxing and pro wrestling commissions uh and his father's name is el his father wrestled under el fantasma so that's where you get el eo del fantasma from Mm. um and he's also in group b so some interesting things here in the in the in the newest version of the cwc uh you have drake maverick who if anybody saw that gut-wrenching twitter video feels for him um he got released but they allowed him to remain until the end of a cruiserweight tournament which is very interesting well did you see that video from drake yeah that was hilarious (laughs) you would you would But they've turned it into a giant storyline now. And if you think about it, Drake is 37, Kate. So I don't know if he actually has that much more wrestling in him. Nah, but making it storyline and then him actually being released. That's horrible. That's horrible. That's wrestling. You, You give everything to wrestling and then you get acknowledged later, hopefully. He won't be, though. That's... You... It's one of those things when you look back at Drake Maverick in WWE, he debuted 
on his birthday as the GM of 205 Live. That semi worked out. And then he became a. Then he had a great run as the comedy actor for 24 7 Championship between him and R Truth. Yeah. And having his and having his actual wife in the storyline too, and consummating his marriage. And Drake's a lifer, so he'll. I feel like he'll return. He'll probably go to AEW in some capacity if he wants to wrestle again. Um, I don't see him winning this tournament, uh, but well, who do you see winning this whole thing as an interim <laughs> champion? Dude, I couldn't care less. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, I'm gonna win at this point. His- yeah right um, Kate who do you want to see as interim champion I also don't care uh, well because you have Jordan Devlin stuck at home yeah but like <laughs> the fucking disrespect the audacity you can't have the title just hanging there you gotta do something with it I don't know it's not fair alright here's what I it, it's going to be a lot. Uh, Drake's going to get eliminated. Jake Atlas is going to do it. I think it's going to be between Kushida and I'm going to. They're not going to give it to Swerve, although I would want it. But Swerve looks nothing like a cruiserweight. He's just really tall no. and skinny. Um, I think it's going to be Kushida and Gallagher as the interim uh potential for interim title but we shall see the other interim that we have is that now we have an interim tag team champion as pete dunn is also stuck across this across the pond and uh he's he brought timothy thatcher in his place to be with uh with matt riddle so have you seen the interactions well between thatcher and riddle i have but i don't know who timothy thatcher is me neither Timothy Thatcher is a brawler from the UK, uh, very no nonsense guy. He reminds me of um, he reminds me of Oni Lorcan, just a lot bigger. Okay. okay, that's that's how I can explain uh, Timothy Thatcher. Uh, their interactions are pretty funny. I think they they had an interview where where Matt Riddle was like, you know, bro, he's like, you know, he called him Stallion Tim, you know, Stallion Tim. After a couple of times with me, people are going to realize how beautiful of a man you are. You and your big, beautiful blue eyes. And Timothy goes, you idiot. My eyes are brown. And Matt Riddle goes, I know, bro. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Riddle's growing on me a lot. He's great. He's growing on me a lot. He is a, he, like just the 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 dumb pothead mentality is fantastic. He was posting on four twenty. He was what? He was posting on four twenty. Really? Yeah, what like the say? day is come or some shit. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. Of course he did. So speaking of smoking and probably taking breaks, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about what's going on on AEW, uh, that famed TNT tournament, uh, Jericho versus Matt Hardy, and of course, a couple of other random news and notes going on in wrestling. So stay tuned, and we will be right back. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the F and Great from the Game Changer Podcast. Get ready for a war because you're listening. To Wrestle Attic Radio. What's up, folks? This is Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast, here to tell you about my Patreon show, The 20 Bell Salute, where I go back 20 years ago each month in wrestling and pop culture. What movies were out, what video games we were playing, what music we were downloading on Napster, 
and what wrestling pay-per-views took place that month in WWE and what other promotions happen to still exist at this time. So join me in my Y2K compliant DeLorean as I go 20 years into the past on the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon. Join us for only five bucks a month. everybody this is dk murphy and you are listening to kings of the rings exclusively on russell addict radio and we're back ladies and gentlemen russell addict radio um here at kings of the rings podcast and let's go into uh the other brand the other major brand in american wrestling all elite wrestling aew um their big thing going on right now is the battle for the tnt championship which just sounds horrible has anybody seen this championship yet nope no how bad do you think this title is going to look it's going to be the tnt logo in bronze oh that's what i'm envisioning oh Oh. That's, that's what i'm imagining with the black leather strap I mean, there's a reason they haven't shown this belt yet. One, they haven't. One, they may have not made it yet. And two, it just may be that bad that they don't want to show it. I mean, look at the women's title. It looks like it's for a baby doll. The women's title does look really bad. It's so tiny. It's fits out of vision. I mean, it made vision, sense when fucking Riho was the champion. But the women's title is the size of my John Cena toy belt on my wall. No way. If that's what it looks like. Like, I have the toy like, that you buy for $20 at Walmart. It's little. That's that's what the women's title looks like to me. Sure. And this TNT tournament title is very little. There's only eight competitors. We've already gone through the first round. Uh, Cody Rhodes beat Sean Spears. Surprise, surprise. Um, Dustin Rhodes beat Kip Sabian. If Dustin would have lost, he would have retired. So you have that storyline going on in the tournament. Lance Archer beat Cole Cabana because Cole Cabana is not going to win this title. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And Darby Allen beat Sammy Guevara in a very interesting, dusty finish of a match. Uh, So now your semifinals are are Darby versus Cody again, and then Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes. So, uh, Kate, who makes the finals? Um, I really want to see Darby make the finals, but he won't. <laughs> so, Cody. They're probably just some Cody versus Dustin shit. Yeah, remember we had, remember Jake the Snake cut that promo on Cody and said someone was coming, and the whole Lance yeah. Archer debuted. It's going to be, yeah, there's your, there's your finals. Yeah. Archer versus Cody. Yeah. What the fuck else would it you be? Know what? It could be Cody versus Dustin, and Cody has to retire his brother. Yeah, but I was thinking that too, but you're going to have Dustin beat Lance Archer even in a dusty finish? How bad does that nah. look? Yeah, that would look bad. And Lance Archer is a monster. Right? This is this isn't WCW. I don't know. It's kind of w- Maybe it's WCW Lite. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I, I think it's Archer versus Cody. It makes sense. It's the culmination of a Jake the Snake storyline. Mm-hmm. So it has to be. And, like, what... I mean, besides Darby, um, like, I would love to see Darby versus Lance Archer because, you know, Darby's the great... Darby's a great baby face, especially against big men. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, um, But 
it, it makes sense that Cody versus Lance Archer would work. Lance Archer obviously will destroy Cody. Cody never wins a title in AEW. And Lance Archer is your first TNT tournament champion, and he holds on to it forever and ever and ever. Amen. <laughs> uh, pretty much, that's, I feel, that's how I see it going. I, it can't, here, put it this way, it can't not be Lance Archer. Yeah. Definitely. I'd, yeah. At this point, if it's not Lance Archer, I think they've they've done themselves a disservice. Yeah. Absolutely disservice. What they've been doing well is what AEW has been doing well in is having the multiple guest wrestling announcers. Uh, one week it was Cody Rhodes, it was Cole Cabana. Obviously, because Excalibur is somewhere still wearing a luchador mask. Um, and and you had Chris Jericho. So, who has been your favorite guest wrestling announcer from from these AEW shows, Kate? I haven't watched AEW in three weeks. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Um, I heard Chris Jericho was the best though. He is. You know what? Chris, Chris Jericho wouldn't shut up. That's why. I have everything kept... taped on my DVR. Like every lately I've been watching NXT Live, which is my probably my biggest mistake. Because NXT had been beating AEW in the ratings for a little bit. Well, NXT I watched live because I like I was trying to follow like Black Wednesday, for example, and I wanted to see how they were going to handle it. So like we, that's why I've been watching it. But like it's so much mm. easier for me to watch NXT the next day because I can just watch it on like Hulu. But AEW, I have to watch AEW on TNT's um channel on TNT's website. That's true. I keep forgetting that because I just tape it and then I don't feel like going to find the cable remote and turning on the DVR and turning on AEW. So I just don't watch. It's laziness, honestly. <laughs> it is what it is. Jericho's been fantastic. He can never say Shivani's name the right way. Skiavone. He goes, Skiavone. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Skiavone. He hates Orange Cassidy. He keeps on saying Orange Cassidy gets beat to a pulp and he thinks it's hysterical. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I think from a pure commentary perspective, Cody Rhodes is fantastic. I don't. <laughs> I, thought, really? I thought Cody Rhodes just as good as his dad. <laughs> oh. He doesn't lisp, though. He does, though. Does he really? I didn't notice it. It's not as bad, but he has one. Interesting. Okay, yeah. I, I enjoyed Cody. Jericho was just hysterical, and Cole Cabana's Cole Cabana. He's just going to be Colt. Yeah, Colt's, Colt's uh, a silly little bitch. <laughs> yeah I remember him hyping himself up thinking he had a chance against Lance Archer he's like I'm gonna try everything I'm gonna try wrestling I'm gonna try force I'm gonna try comedy and he got destroyed murdered <laughs> <laughs> Lance Archer destroyed him um, the other thing that Jericho has been doing well besides carrying this television show um, is his his vignettes with Broken Matt Hardy are fantastic oh my god they're amazing <laughs> and the bubbly bunch if you've seen the bubbly bunch with the inner circle the bubbly bunch is also amazing <laughs> what was it what is their name of tick did they call it flip flam something like that flim flam <laughs> they did a flim flam and they did a, they did a tiktok parody which was hysterical um and I obviously cannot wait for Elite Deletion with Jericho and Broken Matt Hardy in a cinematic wrestling event. Oh. They're two, like, off-the-Richter characters, and I think they're going to play off of each other really well. 
Yeah, it's gonna be something else. That's for sure. I can't. I gotta catch up on AEW. Just, just watch everything from April on. It's, it's AEW has been very entertaining. I've also liked how the their use of Taz, how they have Taz break down people's moves. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. Well, you know, I have with uh, Lance Archer. No, Jack Swagger. Uh, sorry, Jake Hager. Jake Hager. Yeah, him. His match I with thought- Moxley was bad. <laughs> You know what? You know what ruined it for me as we go talk about Moxley and Hager for the AEW title. I felt like it was trying to be Gargano and Ciampa a little bit, but I also felt like Jr. ruined the match for me. Yeah, that's fair. It didn't. It didn't need commentary. It didn't need. Just, just let them fight. Let them fight. Let them curse people out like we like we let freaking uh, let we let we let Drew McIntyre call Seth Rollins full of shit. And they didn't bleep it out on Raw this past week. Um, just let them do that type of do that type of match and commentary. Just let them talk, and let and let the audience feed off of them talking. Yeah, I agree. You know, and I, I, it's becoming kind of scary now because Moxie's getting that bad champion vibe again. And I don't know if he can he, he can recover from it. He needs he needs a solid match. And him and him and him and Hager just didn't work out, even though AEW tried their damnedest to make this the biggest thing possible. Yeah, they did, dude. Like they <laughs> they they pulled out all the stops, every single one of them. And yeah, that, fell a little flat. But some things yeah. just aren't meant to work out, no matter how hard you try. This yeah, is like, something I'm, not I'm, meant I'm, to happen. I've never seen I've never seen AEW try as hard to get a match over. Like Bellator announcers from from JK Taz, and like they just had everybody commentating from home about who they thought were gonna win. Like it just and it just didn't work. Unfortunately, it just didn't work. Last thing I want to mention: speaking of the women's title, Hikaru Shida is on a roll. Uh, I also like Hikaru Shida because she broke Brick, Brick Breaker's nose, which I'm very happy because <laughs> I dislike <laughs> I dislike Breaker. <laughs> <laughs> she did so is my my question for you especially will since you've been watching AEW, is ukari shida the next women's champion i don't know i skip over the women's matches i think AEW's women's divisions is trash i'm gonna skip up and try to see otherwise i agree there's only a I couple of, there's only a couple good people who karashida is one of them Britt baker is not one of them yeah fuck AEW, Britt baker AEW is trying very damnness to get this girl over She's and not special. I don't get it. It's not. She's. It's really funny. She's. I. I hate to say this. She's like a poor man's Chelsea Green. She is a poor man's Chelsea Green. Yeah, that's a fair way of putting it. <laughs> she's not that great in the ring. She's not that hot. I don't see the appeal. She's just out. And she's hot. Sorry. No, she's hot. She's I don't think just she's not hot. good in the ring. <laughs> she's just not good in the ring, and also Chelsea Green's hotter. Also yeah. true. Her vignette. Her vignette in NXT. <laughs> and that pool. With Robert Stone. Good <laughs> lord. <laughs> oh, her, t- her in the photo shoot? My god, that was amazing. Yeah, that, that, that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's sitting in the pool next to Robert Stone, and she's just like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> we good, Rob. I was like, Zack Ryder, you lucky motherfucker, you. <sighs> Goodness gracious. Moving along from AEW, uh, we do have some other news from going going around the wrestling world, specifically that the abomination that was WWE 2K20 
will not have a pre will not have somebody will not have a uh, wrestling 2k actor there will be no wwe 2k 21 as they have scrapped it for this year uh with the focus on probably doing a better sim for next year and instead they're giving us wwe all-stars i mean wwe 2k battlegrounds which is pretty much wwe all-stars in the skies has anybody seen this trailer it looks I terrible i can't wait <laughs> I can't wait to not buy it and wait till it goes on sale on like a Black Friday or something. Yeah, I'm not paying sixty five sixteen for that piece of shit. No way. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are your thoughts? I know you're a pretty big gamer like me. Yeah, so. it looks like trash. It looks like it's an eight bit. <laughs> looks like Stardew Valley, but, but wrestling. Like not in a good way. Yeah, not in a good yeah. way. I just want to know if that crocodile actually eats Cena. <laughs> Like, that's all I want to know. Like, the rock drew Cena to a crocodile, and, like, we just don't know the ending. <laughs> you know, and I, I saw this on on someone's, either someone's Twitter or someone's Instagram. They made a fan art photo. They were like, I'd rather see this than Battlegrounds, and it was bring back Raw versus SmackDown and feature NXT with it as well. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> Because that, I mean, that's a great sim. You can obviously do a GM mode where you have to be the GM of one of the shows and do contract with people. I'm a big fan of GM mode because I watch Up Up Down Down with Xavier Woods and Tyler Breeze, and they do GM mode all the time on the old, on like the old Raw versus SmackDowns. But give me something like that. Give me a, a true to life sim where you have to negotiate contracts, uh, re-sign people, release people, do all of that, and feature NXT weapons. So you have to like call up people and all of that that stuff game but instead we're, suck. we're getting arcade shit yeah so i mean it is what it is we'll see what happens it's probably gonna bob so i have i have i have no hopes for this for this upcoming uh 2k battlegrounds game i shan't be buying it yeah no it, i mean they made charlotte like a chubby bunny they did <laughs> <laughs> They did. Like, they did. They made her look like a chubby bunny. I was like, "What is this?" I was like, "Is that Charlotte?" I was like, "Ew, she got fat. Like, just, just really bad, really bad." But from the bad, we're gonna go to the good. Um, especially with Dark Side of the Ring has been doing hit after hit after hit, and I just want to know, um, Will. I don't know if you've been watching, but what is your favorite Dark Side of the Ring thus far this season? It's. De- I mean, Benoit. Benoit is definitely Benoit, but. Benoit aside, what other than that, it's one. it's New Jack. It's definitely New Jack. <laughs> um, Snooka was very disappointing for me. I was just like, this, there's nothing new here. Like, uh, it's kind of okay, Snooka. Um, <laughs> the this one with Dino Bravo was just like, oh shit, the mob murdered a wrestler. <laughs> that was kind of weird. That yeah, was also very scary. That was just a crazy story, but um. What was the, what were the other ones? I, I think I'm missing one. Brawl for all. The brawl for all. The brawl for all. The brawl for all was just hilarious. <laughs> that was a tr- shit show. It was. Just, I was just like, wow, Vince Russo, you are such a dick. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely a Vince Russo thing because he he's like, oh, JB, I want to talk shit. I'm just gonna do something that can will almost kill him. Yeah, it was it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> It was bad, but I mean, I feel bad for Bart Gunn. 
because he did nothing and then they just decided to just feed him the um butterbean. Yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah. I put it this way. The actual documentary was better than the Brawl for All. (laughs) The episode of Brawl for All was better than the eight weeks of Brawl for All. Yeah. And Dan Seven might be the smartest man ever in wrestling. He was like, oh, this is nothing for my career. I'm out. Yeah, he's like, no thanks. (laughs) Yeah, so... Kate, what's your favorite uh your favorite dark side of the ring this far? Chris Benoit aside. Mine is also New Jack. You guys really like a black guy murdering people, don't you? It was scary. That probably that episode gave me the most emotional impact because Brawl for All was just I laughed a lot. And I haven't watched the Jimmy Snooker one yet. And I didn't watch. Isn't there one on tonight? There is one on tonight. I don't know which one it is, though. I don't either. So you, did you watch the Dino Bravo one? No, I didn't. Dino Bravo's just it's it's a it's a scary story. Yeah, it's pretty spooky. I didn't realize I missed a week already. I thought I was only missing the Jimmy Snooker one. Yeah, like he gets pretty much Dino Bravo gets assassinated by the mob, or who we believe to be like the mob. But like he's found on his like reclining chair by himself watching TV with like seven bullets in him. Fuck. Yeah. I'm sure it's the way he would want to go. And there's no forced entry either. Mm -hmm. Or or sign of a struggle. Or sign of a struggle, yeah. Which is that's 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 a spooky. I thought those I thought those goddamn canes were polite. (laughs) You thought wrong. You thought wrong. Not in not in Montreal and Quebec and all that shit. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Um. Speaking of interesting stuff and not being polite, Gronk decided to screw everybody and go back to the NFL, screw over the Patriots. Um, and so Gronk is back in the NFL. He's signed with the Bucks. He's back with his boy, Tom Brady. A uh, couple of things I want to know. Um, Will, are you now a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan? I am a Tom Brady featuring the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Yes. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, and also, now that Gronk is back in the NFL, WWE released a statement saying that <laughs> saying that um, Gronk still has to defend the 24-7 championship no matter what, even though he is still in the NFL. If you guys forgot, Gronk won the 24-7 title during WrestleMania and ran away and was never seen again on WWE TV. So, Kate, how ridiculous is this going to get? If Tom Brady wins the 24-7 championship, I'm never watching WWE ever again. I'm holding you to that. (laughs) I just want, I honestly wanted to cross over into the NFL whenever the NFL starts up again. I want, I want Gronk to score a real touchdown and I want to have our truth come and attack him on the field with the referee. Opening day. Never. It would would never happen. I think it's amazing. Roger Goodell would have a heart attack. People would be so confused. Honestly, that would it's, that would be very bad. I'm just gonna be strict straight up. That'd be very bad publicity for the NFL. People would be legitimately like real football fans would be fucking angry. Yeah, real football fans would be angry. Wrestling fans would laugh their ass off. Yeah, wrestling fans would love to shout it. As someone both, I'd be the only one that's happy. Yeah, I think it would. I mean, it would make it would make news everywhere. But like Goodell would have a Goodell would have a shit fit. But also the security risks that could pose too. 
Yeah, they would have it would have to be one of those things where it had to be a planned thing. Like obviously it couldn't happen during the game because games are unpredictable. Mm-hmm. It had to be like during warm-ups or something like that, or like a post-game thing where they recorded it and they got the title off of them. It's definitely like, happen imagine in training some wackadoo like jumping in in the middle of a game with the toy 24-7 belt. I wouldn't put it past it. Have you seen the news reels coming out of Florida? Yeah. Florida, man. Like, yeah, just type Florida man. Florida man attempts to steal twenty four seven championship from Gronk. Like that's that's how I see this. I see that's how I see it's going completely, completely bad. But yeah. at some point, they're gonna have to get that title off of him, and they're gonna have to do it in a very creative way. And at some point, I think they are gonna have to collaborate with the NFL. <laughs> but who knows? Well, they you know, have like four months until preseason. <laughs> Uh, ideally, it could be six months at this point. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But let's start to wrap things up. Uh, obviously, we have been oh, we haven't we've been away for a very very long time. So, your match of the week is going to be your match from the last couple of weeks in wrestling. So, Kate, what's yours? Uh, no question, Alistair Black and Austin Theory on Raw on four twenty. Uh, okay, all right. That that's it's totally right up your alley. Will, what's your match of the weeks or past weeks? Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Sammy and Darby. Even with the dusty finish, yeah, they have they have good they have good chemistry together. Gotcha. I'm I'm gonna go uh, chopping Gargano. Because I thought that was great. I thought the continuity was great. Like, totally transitioning into the Killer Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux thing. And I also think, which I didn't mention before, their promo last week on NXT when they were having dinner together. It was weird. I liked it. It was, yeah, it was weird. And did anybody notice that his, like, his cup was on the table? Yeah, I did. That was fucking really weird. <laughs> Ew. And Candace is wearing like black lipstick and like purple hair. She she looked like a Dallas star Chris Statlander. Ah, Chris Statlander. Also, probably the only other legitimate wrestler in AEW's women's division. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's Gargano and Ciampa is my favorite. It's a great way to end it. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Killer Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux. Um, King of the Knights or King of the Knights, whatever you want to do it. Um, we'll go. Um, I'll give it to Keith Lee. Ah, my twin Keith Lee. He had a great promo when he talked about how his parents kicked him out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how, how he stole his own car. <laughs> he stole his own car to do a wrestling thing with Mick Foley came back and his parents like yeah you're done yeah Kate what about you who's your king of the night um I choose Matt Riddle for my king of the night because 420 was last week um, yes he goes by Stallion Riddle now I'm sorry my king of the night is Stallion Riddle my Stallion of the night my Stallion of the night Mm My king of a night is actually going to go to a feel-good story that I heard through the interwebs um, about Paige. And I don't know. So my my, my queen of a night, I guess, is going to Paige. So Paige went on Twitter the other day, sent out a generic tweet, says, how's everybody doing? What's the, you know, how's everybody doing during this, during this pandemic? Uh, what's the most difficult thing that you're having trouble with? So, oh, of course, Paige has a plethora of followers. 
and a bunch of people responded talking about some of their hardships how they're unemployed some people said how they weren't able to you know get groceries for their house and then page literally asked for these people's venmo accounts and according to people's responses that they retweeted about page page venmo these people money so like either to buy groceries and stuff or to, to put in their household and stuff and uh, you know with someone like page i don't know where she's getting her income from i know she has like a beauty line i know she's still employed by wwe and or fox uh uh barely but for her to be that generous with her money and her you know essentially her time with all uh is uh i think very commendable that she you know that who knows how much money she gave out but she gave enough money out to people who who she felt needed it to to help them sustain during this pandemic. So shout out to Paige for that. Shout out to Paige. That's fucking awesome. That's good. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's absolutely amazing. So a couple other news and notes going on that I want to talk about on the network. Um, uh, the Game Changer podcast, which Kate and Will were on in my absence when we were not uh, recording and doing shows due to my sickness. Uh, the Game Changer podcast has really knocked it out of the park. They have a show on Saturday featuring SoCal Val, who you guys have heard on the show before, um, but also featuring special women's wrestling legends, Melina, um, and as well as w- and former WWE women's champion, Victoria, a.k.a. Tara, when she was in TNA. So that is a huge, huge coup for us. So I really, really hope you guys uh, tune into that show on Saturday. Uh, listen to Nate and his uh, his uh, I don't I don't want to say like gaggle of gals, um, but his group, but his group of female wrestling legends on the show. It is sure to be a very good time. And last but not least, um, I don't want to end on sad news, but I do think this is very prominent to our community. Um, I I got word today. Uh, that one of our Patreon members, Wade, uh, tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, and I just want to, you know, send out my thoughts and well wishes to Wade as he starts to move towards recovery and getting the treatment he needs. Wade is an amazing person you've ever met. Wade couldn't be a nicer person, very supportive, very amazing person. So, uh, Wade, if you listen to this, which I know you probably are because you listen to us every week, get better, get better soon. And if you need anything, feel free to reach out to myself and I believe any of us, and we'll do what we can for you. Man, if Ricky beat this, if Ricky beat this thing easy, Wade, you got this shit in the bag, bro. You're good. Pretty much. I, I think you got this way. Just, you know, just take it easy, take it day by day. And I can give you some pointers on how to survive it. Drink lots of water, by the way. Oh my God, Ricky, can you write a blog about how to survive coronavirus? I mean, everybody's situation is different, but I do I do feel like I am going to do some sort of excerpt, whether it be on a personal podcast of mine or me writing about it, or maybe even both, about my experience. So it's it's going to be interesting. So I, I do plan on doing that, you know, but I do plan on finishing so, on my Netflix queue as well. So we'll see which one gets there. But anything else? Anybody else have any other news and notes that they want to talk about? Uh, not wrestling wise. <laughs> very, very perfect. So, without further ado, let's get this show on the road. What are we naming this show, by the way? I have no idea. I was thinking of a full fucking episode. <laughs> I, I liked Chubby Bunnies, but I feel like that wouldn't go over very well. We had we had boners in the boneyard before. Yeah, that's the, true. Well, we, we did. We, so- did put, we did put Kate on timeout twice, or so the KOTR timeout. The KOTR timeout. Yeah, right. That's I that's like fine. That. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, should we just say Kate's in timeout? Kate's timeout. 
I don't know, dude. I don't. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's all good to me. <laughs> Who knows? All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 193 of a KOTR timeout. I am your timeout co-captain, King Ricky Rose. You can find me on Ambassador Biggs. Obviously, listen to us by subscribing to WrestleLadic Radio wherever you listen to your podcast and follow our social media at KOTR underscore podcast and WrestleLadic Radio slash addict underscore wrestle on Twitter. It has been a great time. I am so happy to be back. I am so glad we got through all of that crap. Um, going on in wrestling, all of that craziness, those firings, those furloughs, uh, that dumbass 2K game that's going to be coming out, and the crazy comedy that is the bubbly bunch, and obviously uh, the broken or woken or whatever you call it universe. So I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be doing this for you guys. Uh, we're going to make this a weekly thing again. So back to my time on Kill Captain Will. How are you? I'm good, dude. I am fucking pumped. I got so much shit going on, and you know, the time's passing by. It's going for things to go back to some sort of normal so I can leave my apartment like like normal and um, enjoy and get a life. And haircut, my lord. And get a haircut and shave mm-hmm. this terrible mustache I have. But that's a story for another day. Kate Murphy, how you doing? I'm good. I am ready to go to bed at 9 o'clock because my quarantine, like, time is a construct. I drink coffee whenever I want. I take naps at night and I stay up all night. It's weird. Yeah, I feel very, that. Very weird, but I that's that. that's why that's why you have a ton of time to be in timeout. So, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. we come back next week. We'll be talking about probably the end of the TNT tournament and the probably how horribly looking that belt is. Uh, whatever's going on in NXT, and obviously, it's going to be our go home show for the unofficial fifth major of WWE money in the bank so until next week folks goodbye good night and i know you've missed this fuck you slack